Welcome to Direct View, a Unilumen LED podcast where we discuss design and technology for the world's most stunning LED displays. Hello and welcome to Direct View, a Unilumen USA podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show. You've heard about the many applications of LED, especially if you've been listening to this podcast, and it's become a more ubiquitous product, and as that's happened, more and more people are interested in making LED purchases. So today's episode is going to be a guide to the terms that you should know and factors to be considered before you make that purchase, uh, just to help educate customers. And joining me today is Sean Roos. He's the Western Regional Sales Manager for Unilumen USA. Sean, great to have you on. Hey, pleasure to be on, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sean. Well, you know, it's it's important as people are making these LED decisions um, that they know what these terms mean, um, you know, so they know what to expect. They know what they're purchasing. They can make informed decisions, right? So how have you seen that play out in your experience working in LED? I mean, with uh, the industry and how it is, uh, with the changing of technology and it's educating the client, whether it's a dealer, integrator, end user, consultant, it's a significant part of my job. So being the manufacturer of the product, it's our responsibility to provide all the information to a buyer so they can make you know, well-informed purchase. And, and that even involves like the terminology and the kind of standard jargon that might be common to the manufacturer like myself, but talking to someone outside of the scope would look at me like I'm talking a completely different language. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's a that's a great point. Is that I think that um, that can occur across uh, across a number of different industries, a number of different expertises, right? But but where you have that um, that language almost that you speak amongst one another that becomes uh, so standardized to you that it, it, it sometimes you have to stop and take a step back and be like, oh, people might not know exactly what that means. And so I think this is an important episode just to inform people on what some of these terms are and some of the things they can they can be thinking about, right? Absolutely. Let's kind of dive in and talk about the factors that should be considered before someone makes an LED purchase. What are some of those factors? What do you want people to be thinking about when it comes to what matters to them when it comes to an LED purchase? Oh my goodness. Where where do you start? Uh, <laughs> so LED has really just taken off uh, the past few years. Uh, I mean, you know, Vegas has been a real big... Uh, advocated for LED and it's gone from very large pitches, which uh, I'll get into as far as what that is, uh, to very narrow, uh, tight uh, LEDs and uh, tight visuals. So as far as stuff to take consider when purchasing LED, I mean, pricing seems to always be on the forefront of everyone's mind when purchasing direct LED, but I I urge you not to make that your sole reason for a purchase. Uh, when buying LED, you need to look at many things. You know, some of them would be, let's say, warranty. You know, what kind of warranty uh, does the LED manufacturer provide, and how long does it go for? Can it be extended? Support, uh, specifically in this case, stateside support. With the whole pandemic going on, uh, there's a few of our competitors that has. Uh, out-of-country support, so it's kind of hard to uh, coordinate that. On-site support, if anything's being installed, is very hard, if not you know impossible, amidst you know getting someone coming from China to the to the states. It's very complicated. Uh, nits. So nits is really the brightness of the LED, which then comes down to your application. Uh, indoor, you probably won't need it as high. Outdoor, you'll need it brighter. So, you know, indoor, you're running anywhere from 600 to 800, while outdoor, you're up to, you know, 
2,000, potentially 5,000 nits. Uh, pitch is, is a huge one. Pitch refers to the how close the LEDs are packed together on a LED cabinet. And that's going to really determine the viewing distance of the, of the viewer, essentially. So let's say someone's going to be about 10 feet away. You'd want something in like a 1.2, 1.5 pitch range. And the lower the pitch goes, the closer the viewing distance. So uh, let's say for something outdoor and the viewing distance could be like 30 feet away, you can go 2.5, 3.9, so on and so forth. Let's see, servicing is a big one. So we have product that can be front serviceable. So once it's mounted, all access is from the front. And there's also rear surface, which access is only from the back. It really comes down to your application. And once the application is kind of figured out, then you have to take in concept of mounting. I told you, a lot of a lot of factors when it comes to LED. Then you got lifespan, <laughs> you got mm. spares, you know, how much spares are provided. Uh, is it is it OEM or ODM products? Uh, what that essentially means is OEM, ODM is uh, OEM being original equipment manufacturer. ODM is original design manufacturer means OEM companies design products as per their own specifications, whereas ODM companies design products as per other company specifications. Being a tier one manufacturer, we don't OEM or ODM from anyone. We make our product, it's ours, which allows us to not only build the highest quality product, but at very aggressive costs. And then let's see, availability with everything going on with COVID, uh, availability is, is critical. We have applications that are considered essential where it's like, all right, we need the product within you know X amount of days. Some LED manufacturers are a 60, 90 uh, day lead time on something like that. While ours, fortunately, is still within the 30 to 45 on our standard product. And then you have the air and sea freight to take into account for it. But that's another conversation. And at price, I'd say the last important one is tariffs. So tariffs has been, you know, especially being a Chinese owned company, tariffs are always come up in conversation. If, if it's not, it's probably something you want to bring up. You know, is there any tax or duty that has to be paid on the export of this product? Currently, Udelman is not being hit with any tariffs. Now, it's a very fluid situation, but that can always change. Excellent. Well, that, that's a fantastic guide, I think, through a, a lot of the factors um, there that you mentioned, Sean. And one of the things that I, I wanted to bring up, I think, is that is that not all LED is the same. It's not all created equal. And there can be different LED that's more, uh, the different factors that you consider depending on the particular application, right? So if it's outdoors, you're going to want a different product than maybe one that's going to be an indoor menu board or so, something along those lines. Kind of talk me through why application of the particular LED you know, will impact what some of the choices are going to be that you're going to make or that you're going to want to make when it comes to actually finally making that purchase. Yeah. So really understanding whether it's an end user, if we're in conversation with a dealer or integrator, really understanding the application is really going to help us direct where that conversation is going to go. Like you mentioned, if it's outdoor, you know, we have to make sure we're using a product that has a, a high IP, normally it's 65 rating to allow for any kind of moisture or dust in the area. Uh, if it's, uh, we also have to take into account for brightness because it'll be in direct sunlight. We have to make sure it has a higher knit to combat with, you know, that sunlight. 
But on the flip coin of that, you also have to consider at night, you don't want it too bright where you're going to blind someone. So you're also going to have to consider any kind of light sensors. That's just outdoor. Now you get indoor and it's the same thing. Could be maybe towards a window. You have to think of brightness. Uh, viewing distance, again, with the pitch is a huge concept you have to uh, know. So knowing the minimal viewing distance of a viewer is really going to gauge what pitch we're going to be looking at for product. Uh, aspect ratio, you know, normally 69 is the standard, but if you're doing something that's a little bit more mm, artistic or maybe a little mosaic style, that kind of changes the conversation to a different style of product. Well, one of ours is more targeted to 169. We have a, a square product. It's 500 millimeters by 500 millimeters. I'm not going to get into much of the specs <laughs> on this, but that would be more specified for applications like that. So when, when you're in the conversation of LED and making that purchase, having really knowing what you're looking for and what your, your goal, your vision of your application and communicating that to us is really going to help us educate you as far as the options that we can provide to you. Absolutely. Because, you know, as, as we talked about just right there at the very beginning, LED is becoming a much more ubiquitous product. You're seeing it in a lot of different places, be it retail, um, you know, digital signage in, in a lot of areas, uh, you know, uh, menu boards, you're seeing it in, in corporate lobbies, right? And so knowing that there are different sizes, different styles, different pixel pitches, which are going to affect price as well, right? So just having the background of that type of information is going to help you make uh, the most informed decision and be able to go into those conversations a little bit more armed with the information that you need to know to make sure that you get the solution that works best for you, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that just, again, with the industry and how it's just proceeding, you know, everything was plasma, then went to LCD, and now it's the, the trends going LCD to LED. As technology continues to improve, the price point of LED is going to drop. And that's been the biggest fear when it comes to direct view LED. It's like the cost. But as I mentioned, as the technology improves, the ability to make these at much more affordable rates uh, improves. LED is becoming so much more affordable than, mm. than it was. And that's why you're probably seeing it in so many more applications. You're not just seeing it in Vegas. I love using Vegas as a reference because like if I'm talking to my friends, I say like, oh yeah, I sell LED. You make, oh, like the, the lights in my ceiling? No, no, no. The video walls like you see in Vegas. And they're like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. But you'll see them in a lot more in commercial applications, uh, educational applications, you're even seeing them there. So it's, it's really spreading uh, in terms of applications you can use uh, LED video wall technology. So we've covered some of the uh, some of the primary terms that we wanted to, to define for people so that they had maybe a better understanding of some of the common industry terms. You mentioned pixel pitch earlier um, and and nits, I believe. But uh, let's talk about some of those other terms. What are the, the terms that people should be aware of as they're having these conversations? Yeah, some standard terms that, you know, in just having a simple conversation between two people, uh, cabinets. Uh, really specifying what those are. It's essentially the displays or the screens as others may refer them to. It's, it's the whole screen, individual screen itself. Now, LED video walls are composed of, uh, multiple cabinets, but they're seamless. So you're not going to get the, you know, LCD with the, the bezels or the, it almost looks like you're looking at a display that's within a cage with the, the bars across them. Yeah, there's there's no there's no 
border around them, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's borderless. So the, it, when we're referring to cabinets, it's the individual unit of the overall uh, solution. And then you have modules, not to get confused with the cabinets. The modules are the smaller units that are composed of the actual LED lamps. So it's our LEDs normally composed of some PCB uh, modules, which are thin boards that are held to the chassis, which I'll get into next, of, of the cabinet. And that's where it's actually emitting the light and the, the content of on our cabinets. Now, chassis, it's the frame or housing for the internal components. The chassis is also where the modules will be uh, fixed onto via magnets. So when I'm in the conversation of chassis, it's normally probably more to a, a mount manufacturer as the chassis is more relevant to them because that's going to help them understand how our cabinets are going to be mounted or paired with their mount. So that chassis is not going to be too much of a, a conversation point in, in this application, but we do have the ability to miter the chassis. And what that does is to allow for, you know, convex concave curves. Uh, and th those will kind of be the applications where I might bring up chassis in a conversation. Uh, pixel pitch, as mentioned before, uh, that's, that's a real big one. Uh, when I refer to pitch, people really, some people, uh, don't really understand what I mean by the pitch. Uh, <laughs> again, as mentioned, it's, it's the grouping of the LEDs from center point to center point. You know, when I say 1.2 millimeters, every grouping of red, green, blue, or RGB, that's the spacing between the two. So obviously the tighter the pitch, the, the higher resolution of a cabinet and knowing again, your application of what you're trying to achieve and the viewing distance is really going to help me gravitate the conversation of what pitch to use. Uh, NITS brightness, uh, we went kind of over that. That's essentially, you know, how bright do you want your display, whether it's an indoor outdoor application? Is there direct light on it? Is there too much ambient light? Is there going to be fluxes from morning to day where we might need a sensor? Those are really the applications where we would go for NITS it is mostly outdoor, but normally I will bring it up in, in discussing as far as your application, where is the wall located? Is it going to be a near window? Is there going to be direct light on it? Is it going to be in a dark room where maybe, you know, maybe we don't have to go at 100% brightness because uh, the specs on our sheet, uh, as far as uh, like the lifespan of a product, it's tested at, you know, 100% brightness 24-7 till it's, it breaks. And in some applications, probably most, if I'm to be transparent, is our brightness isn't at 100%. It's more probably dumbed down to 60 to 80, depending on the location of the wall. And then you have uh, lamps. So I might bring up lamps in a conversation um, that's essentially the diodes, the individual LEDs that are affixed to the module itself. Uh, those are the you know, RGB diodes, pretty straightforward. They're, they're different diodes out there that allow for different kind of uh, color, whether it's HDR, uh, Rec. 709, the list goes on, but those are kind of the standard color, uh, color ranges we would kind of be discussing when it comes to the lamps and diodes. Mm -hmm. Like I said, those are really the 
probably the standard ones I'd kind of bring up in conversation. Any conversation beyond that, we would end up going getting into conversation of power supplies. And at that point, I'm more talking to a, a, an engineer more than more than anything. And, and in my position, I'm more talking to an integrator, a dealer, or the end user. And I don't want to inundate them with too much technical information beyond that point. Absolutely. So um, as, a, as a clarifying question, just to give people an idea uh, when it comes to pixel pitch, give us an idea of what the number is when it's on the, the tighter end. So you're going to have a, a clearer picture, I guess, when you're closer up and what a larger pixel pitch is. What, what, what are the numbers that are involved with that? Okay. So as far as pixel pitch goes and when to use or suggest the best pitch would have to, again, come with viewing distance. Now, to get an idea of where you need to be in pitch range, the quick math for it is you multiply the pitch times 10. Now, that's not the exact measure for it. It's actually you, your multiplier is 0.8, but I like to use 0.10 because it's quick math and I don't have to think too hard <laughs> when it comes to it. So if we have a 0.9 pitch, multiply that by 10. So your, your optimal viewing distance would be 9 feet. But, you know, realistically, your optimal viewing for uh, 0.9 is going to be 7.2. Again, multiplied by 0.8. When I mean optimal, doesn't mean that if I get to six feet, all of a sudden your image is completely distorted. It's when you actually kind of start seeing the separation and seeing the spacing between the diodes. No. So if you're going from a 7.2 viewing distance, uh, foot viewing distance, and let's say you go to six feet, your image is still going to look pretty darn good, but you might be able to start seeing the, the separation of, of those diodes based off the, the spacing, uh, a close viewing pitch range. Now, mm -hmm. when you're going something that's farther, let's say we're in a 2.5, we have options that go up to like a 10 millimeter pitch range. That's something where you're not gonna be even remotely close to the wall. Like this is stuff you'd see like out in Vegas. It's up on the, on the buildings, it's billboards. Those are a far viewing distance. Mm -hmm. So like for a 10 millimeter, you know, Multiply it by 10, 100 feet would be the optimal viewing distance. You know, anything beyond that, no, your image is still going to look great. Anything closer, you might need to look into probably a tighter pitch. Right. So I, I remember one time I stood up close to uh, one of the, the ribbon boards that go all the way around a, a soccer stadium, right? That, that show advertisements on it, kind of on the side of the field during the game, mm -hmm. right? And so from far away and when you're watching on TV, those images are clear. You can see them. But when you stand up close, you notice that they are a wider pixel pitch, right? Uh, just a little further apart, but that's also an LED that's built more for durability and for the fact that people are going to be able to see them from far away, right? So different application than what you might see in, you know, a, a corporate lobby where someone might be able to walk straight up to the LED and is standing pretty close to it, right? So again, different applications, so different needs and prioritized different things, you know, based on what the needs were. Exactly. So, I mean, like uh, for your example in the soccer stadium, yeah, you have people that are maybe right in front of those walls, but you also have to think who is your main viewer it's not going to be the people on the field it's going to be the people in the stands it's going to be the viewer on tv so what's your viewing distance for them between the wall and the camera and and that's why you use something that's a larger pitch so like when you said when you're on the field and you're right by the wall you could see that that's separation in there so again really knowing the application who is your main viewer of the wall 
is, is one of the key things to really know when figuring out that desired pitch. And then, yeah, as far as, you know, commercial applications or even pretty much any indoor application, you, you have to understand, have a pretty fair understanding that, you know, someone's probably going to walk pretty close to this. So at right. that point, you know, 1.2, we have a 0. 0.9. 0.9 is more for let's say boardroom applications where, you know, you'll, you'll have a presenter right in front of the board and you might have a viewer at a, you know, corporate table, like that's five feet away. Anything else normally at one point to or maybe a little bit higher would be more feasible in, in, in applications like that. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Sean, as we start to wrap up our conversation today, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you want people to know about LED? Uh, any factors, any terms, anything along those lines that, uh, that people should understand before we wrap things up today? Well, as far as LED goes, it's when you're deciding, especially when you're trying to compare with LCD, it's really, really understanding the LED and the pros and cons. Wayne, you know, what were the pros of LCD? What are the pros of LED? You know, you obviously LED have uh, longevity. You know, you have a, a hundred thousand hour lifespan for LED, and that again, that's being tested at hundred percent brightness twenty four seven. So being dumbed down to let's say something like sixty or eighty, you're greatly expanding the lifespan of that product. Now for LCD. Lifespans on those are typically 30. You might be able to find some that are 60, but then you're kind of wondering, okay, what were the internal components in that thing to make it last, you know, that long? Are you Mm -hmm. sacrificing one thing to get a higher lifespan? So knowing that it's the return on investment. Yeah, LED is, you know, yeah, it's still more expensive to LCD, but then you're thinking same until with that lifespan question. 30,000 versus 100,000 in the course of its lifespan, of the LED lifespan, will I end up paying more in swapping these LCDs or ripping off that band-aid by the LED and, you know, in the long term, you know, make your money back? Right. Then it also comes to the serviceability of LCD LED. You know, LCD display goes out, you're having to replace a, you know, three-foot display in a large video wall application where in some cases you have to get access to that display through by getting to all the ones from the side and working your way in while direct view led there are certain tools you can use um like ours are held with magnets there's actually a watch that you can wave across and there's a motor that'll actually slowly eject it so uh, servicing again is is a huge huge thing that i i bring up yeah, it's again, it's really knowing the application and, you know, weighing the pros and cons and really understanding what's what's the cost of ownership of an LED for, uh, for long term versus LCD long term. What What's really going to cost most cost effective? What's going to really bring that wow factor when people walk past your display or walk past your solution? What's going to really fit best for your application? You know, is it going to be LCD, LED projection? And if there's any concern or question on whether LED is really going to bring that factor, there's anyone can always just reach out to us and we can always coordinate a demo of sorts. You know, we have plenty of product that's out there. Uh, again, in Vegas, we have California, Texas. We're all over the place. So we're, we're, we can always be more than happy to take you to one of those locations and have you see up front 
and really get that wow feel of looking at LEDs straight on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there is your guide for LEDs, the terms you should know, the factors you should consider, and uh, and everything else that, that goes into an LED purchase broken down by Sean Roos, Western Regional Sales Manager for Unilumin USA. Sean, thank you so much for joining me here on Direct View. Hey, thanks for having me, Tyler. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Direct View, a Unilumin USA podcast. Uh, we, we've enjoyed having you very much. Make sure you stay up to date with everything going on at Unilumin and all of the thought leadership they're sharing on their podcast channel. You can do that by going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and searching for Direct View and subscribing, making sure you get every episode right there on your listening device. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.